0: hello and welcome back to the pbs podcast this episode deals with topics that longtime players and competitors in the world of sports can resonate with it is an especially exciting episode because i get to interview a stellar athlete in person kennedy griffin today we want to talk about how you stay in a sport and deal with periods of burnout when you have been competing for so long without further ado let me introduce you to
1: our guest kennedy would you like to introduce yourself Hey guys, I'm Kennedy Griffin. I'm currently a senior here at Strongsville High School. Um, I run on the track team and I also do gymnastics and I will be attending the University of Missouri. Okay, so I want to just jump into the questions right away. Um, What sports have you played and what sports do you currently compete in? Um, Yeah, so growing up I was in a very um, athletic and athletically driven family and we did participate in a lot of sports. So when I was younger, I mainly focused on soccer, track, and gymnastics. And then as I got older I did try swim team for a little bit, mm-hmm. but I kinda realized that's not really my sport. And so then through high school and middle school I focused a lot more on gymnastics and track.
0: Yeah. That's and obviously you're amazing at both of them. Thank I didn't know you did you soccer. Did. That's
1: so cool. Yeah, I did the little like three V three no goalie kind of soccer, but,
0: <laughs> but it was like was the fun. best kind. Um yeah, I feel like everybody's in like soccer. Like you know what yes. I mean? Like that's is like a staple thing. Yes. Okay, so how did you, like, stick with gymnastics and track and field, and, like, how did you get into it,
1: you know? Yeah, so both my parents ran track, and so we have a, um, we actually have a summer track um, league, um, which is Strongsville Track. Yeah. Um, And so that definitely played a big part in me wanting to run track, and then just growing up in a track family. And then also my grandfather competed for the Olympics for Trinidad and Tobago. That's awesome. Yeah, so he was a sprinter, so then, of course, I had that kind of running through my blood. And then my mom was a gymnast, so. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. when I was younger she was coaching and so I started out in the mommy and me classes when I was 18 months oh my god. and so I kind of just grew up in the gym and I was a very wild child I would kind of throw myself on things bounce on things so gymnastics was a really safe place for me to kind of exert all that energy and yeah. all those movements that I was doing oh
0: my god that's crazy I mean you're so you're so good at like both of them that like that's the other thing too is like how like long have you competed in both and then also like how did you pick between gymnastics and track and field? Because I'm sure mm-hmm. you've gotten like tons of track and field stuff with like the history of your family, and mm-hmm. then also the fact that like you are
1: a stellar athlete, mm-hmm. like in that realm, like you were like third in the state, like different mm-hmm. stuff like that is crazy. Um, I definitely just find, I love both of the sports so much, but I find a lot of my happiness in gymnastics, and I just think it's such a unique sport, not that many people can just throw themselves on a four-inch beam three feet off the ground and flip backwards. Uh, Yeah, no, (laughs) they cannot do that, Kennedy. (laughs) Yeah. So I I just really love gymnastics. I do love track, but I just feel like gymnastics is where I can kind of express myself in a different way, like in a floor routine or in a beam routine, and I can't really do that in track.
0: Yeah. It's a good way to express yourself. That's like an mm-hmm. interesting way to put it, like some athletes just like, Oh, I like because of this and that, but that's cool that you like have like it's like a way of an expression for you. Yeah, it's like an art form. Yeah. Um so what are some of the struggles struggles that you've had like mentally and physically um, that you've had to come over overcome throughout the years because I know we I mean I've watched Simone Biles she talks about some of like there's like an actual like thing that like you yeah, have when you're twisties. in the air yeah. yeah the twisties have you experienced that you know what are the, some mm-hmm. of the
1: struggles that you've experienced with gymnastics and also track and field yeah so I definitely did struggle with the twisties for a little bit okay. so basically for someone who like doesn't know the twisties that you basically are going to do one flip and you basically do a different flip that you weren't like originally planning on doing yeah so I did struggle a lot with that when I was younger and I was doing more twisting things but now i I do more, like, flipping things, yeah. so it doesn't um, affect me too much, um, but that was really hard because it kind of, like, scares you because you're expecting to do one thing, and then you kind of lose control of your body, so definitely lots of visual routines helped with that okay. and visualizing um, the skill that I wanted to do, but then also the um, idea of in gymnastics you have to be perfect like you're basically yeah. standing there in front of a judge getting judged and they're telling you if you're perfect or not so the main goal is to end up with the highest score that you can which would be a 10 and so mentally that is probably the hardest thing that I dealt with because I'm always trying to be perfectionist yeah. and it definitely carried outside from gymnastics and carried on into like my everyday life or, gymna- or um, track or in school and I always kind of strive to be perfect so definitely the idea of being perfect and then also not wanting to like let down my coaches or my yeah. parents or mm-hmm. my friends which that I definitely saw more on track because when I started competing track for like the middle school a lot of people always saw me getting first place and yeah. winning and setting records and so then when I came to high school I was like I cannot disappoint these people these people are going to expect me to get first place and to set all the records yeah. and so that was one thing I really struggled with because everyone would be like oh my god you're gonna go and win I'm like and this girl's really fast like I'm not the fastest yeah. person there is and so I definitely struggled a lot when I started getting into the um, like higher track meets and not winning or yeah. not running the best time and people were like just kind of the fear of like letting people down and maybe making people yeah. feel less of me that is definitely something i struggle with a lot but i think like people now kind of realize okay yeah she's fast yeah but, like well, there's really fast people out there's there. there's really
0: fast people and like you can't put all that pressure on somebody like our like our age you know yeah. like there's already other stress going on like you already like people already know you're like an elite like gymnastics like you post all the time like your videos mm-hmm. and stuff and like you don't need the extra stress and like yes. I don't know like you're amazing anyways like you know what I mean like so don't put that on you like just run out and have fun like you said like gymnastics exactly. is a good way of an expression mm-hmm. use like track as a way of an expression just to be like screw you like I'm doing my own thing like yeah exactly I'm just running um all right what was the experience like what was your experience like having to miss school for competition as a young kid because I know you've missed stuff um and then also obviously now
1: you've missed stuff for gymnastics mm-hmm. um so what was that like so when I was younger I loved it because I got to travel and I didn't have to sit in the classroom but as I get older I definitely am very appreciative of the ability to go and travel and I was in Florida a few weeks ago I was in Georgia before that um we're heading to South Carolina in about two weeks so I'm definitely grateful for those opportunities but it is kind of hard because um I miss like I'll miss a school dance I'll miss the formal um there's the I might miss prom so that's kind of like oh man senior prom and then definitely being in like honors and AP classes all of the work Mm -hmm. and then having to make up the work and the test so it is hard but we've been lucky we have great teachers here that are very understanding
0: oh yeah and I mean that's just another commitment piece for your you know that's a good way to tell coaches like hey like I'm committed to my sport I literally miss school and like school dances and stuff like Mm -hmm. yeah um are there any professional athletes that you look up to in the
1: gymnastics or even the track and field world yeah um So I like to focus more on kind of role models that I have in the gym and like um, athletes and teammates that I've been with but if I were to pick like a professional athlete I definitely think Simone Biles just for kind of how you mentioned how she came out and talked about the twisties yeah. because not a lot of um, professional athletes and gymnasts really like to address like that there are mental struggles that people go through in sports and that it is normal Mm -hmm. so just kind of normalizing the idea that it's okay to not be okay it's okay to be struggling so I thought that was a really big thing for her especially around the Olympics. Oh so like yeah. During the Olympics to come out and talk about it and be very vulnerable with everyone.
0: Have you ever like talked to one of your coaches and kind of been like hey like I'm struggling right now like how a heart to heart them and being like hey like I need to take a step back or mm-hmm. like I'm sure you've had injuries. Have you had injuries where you kind of had to like kind of reevaluate like do I want to do this in the long term mm-hmm. you know like talk on that
1: a little bit. Yeah like, so I've been very lucky <clears throat> these last two years my mom has actually been my coach. That's so nice. Yes and then I'm really close with our other um our male coach and so They've been very, like, I went to one gym where I kind of struggled with being able to open up to the coaches about something yeah. that's kind of struggling, that I'm struggling with or that's going on. So, making this change really made it easier for me to open up. And so, I'll just go up to my mom and be like, hey, like, I'm really struggling with this and this. Like, I need some help. Like, I need to just take a step back and do some visual routines. Mm-hmm. And then, definitely, when I hurt my hamstring was probably the hardest thing because I didn't know. Um, how to take care of myself outside of just doing gymnastics yeah. and just doing track. I really struggled with not being able to be up and moving all the time. And so I definitely had to take that time to do lots of mental mm-hmm. routines, lots of mental cues and just visualizing just to kind of keep myself sane in a way because yeah. I was it was crazy not doing like... I'm sure. The daily oh, routine. yeah.
0: I'm sure because mm-hmm. you do track and you do that and just, yeah. But it's like, awesome that you like actually like you saw that like this gym wasn't working for you and you decided, hey, I want mm-hmm. something that's more comfortable. And I love that for you. you. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> great great decision. Yeah. And also, I love that you, you know, point out Simone Biles and all her struggles and stuff, and how she's kind of opened that door for, like, young athletes like us to kind mm-hmm. of, as we work our way up. Speaking of professionals, do you want to be a professional athlete? And if not, what career are you hoping to go into?
1: Yeah. So, I've always been very realistic with my gymnastics. Yeah. I've always known that I'm not going to be an mm-hmm. Olympic gymnast. You have to start that track when you are Eight years old. Yeah. So I've always wanted to compete collegiately, and then after I wanted to work in the football industry. That's cool. Yeah, so I want to be um, either a general manager, so who kind of picks the players, or I want to work in the marketing um, side of things.
0: That's really cool. And that's like a big thing now. Like a lot of females mm-hmm. are going to start to do that. Like I've seen it all over ESPN, and it's yes. like a big thing. So it's
1: been so cool. Yeah,
0: and it leaves a lot of room for new people to come up. So Absolutely. yeah. Um, would you like to talk a little bit about your commitment to Mizzou um, and, you know, you continue your academics there and athletics and how you came
1: to pick that school mm-hmm. for you? Yeah, so Missouri was my first official visit, and so I was really nervous going <laughs> in. I didn't really know what to expect, especially going so far from home. Yeah. Um But I had lots of phone calls and, like, Zoom meetings with the coaches. And just right off the start, I felt like I was really wanted. Yeah. And I feel like in um, the recruiting process, there's some schools that make you feel like they really are going to push for you and they really want you. Mm -hmm. And then there's those other schools that are kind of, like... Eh, you're just like a step in our process. Yeah. But at Missouri, I definitely felt like they were going to fight for me. They were going to do whatever it yeah. took to try to get me out there. And so then I went on my official visit and I loved it right away. <laughs> like all the coaches came up to me and gave me big hugs. Um, mm-hmm. I talked to all the gymnasts. I loved all the facilities. And they don't necessarily just care about the gymnastics. Yeah. They also care about Um, the athlete's body the athlete's mental health like there's a therapist that we have at the gym Um, they care about the athlete's grades Um, they definitely highlight like social issues that might be going on at the time and they take the time to educate themselves as coaches and then also um, their student athletes And I feel like they just really care about not only just the gymnastics, but also what you're gonna do after gymnastics. Yeah, they made that a really big point. That yeah, we want you to come out. We want to be um, SEC champions, of course, but we also want you to leave college. First of all, walking, yeah. body healthy, yeah. mentally healthy, and also just with lots of life lessons that you can kind of use to continue on and to create, create your
0: yeah. path. It's the same thing with running, too, when I've committed to running. is like, mm-hmm. I didn't want a program that was going to burn me out to the point yes. where I couldn't do anything after. Like, if I want to go run a marathon after my college life and do that, I should be able to do that. And yes. for you, you know, maybe it's not running a marathon, maybe it is, but you should be able to, like, go out and enjoy life and not have to, like, feel the repercussions of a bad training, you yes. know? So that's great that you have that um so now i want to kind of move on to a more touchy subject matter to discuss but i've been wanting to have kennedy on the podcast for a while and she knows this and i thought that her message and voice would have a much bigger impact this month by allowing her to speak about her story and experience as a black woman and black athlete so kennedy i'm handing over the podcast to you to talk about or
1: speak about whatever you would like to talk about regarding this topic yeah go ahead so i definitely think um being an african-american athlete being a people a person of color um just whatever sport that people are in there's definitely boundaries that have been set up in the past Mm -hmm. and i just feel like it's really important just to kind of highlight on the things that have um, been changed in the future and then also just things that can really impact how a program or um, a team kind of can adapt and discuss and inform themselves on such topics yeah so the first thing I kind of wanted to talk about is I really feel like that it's interesting to, if you take a look at the very first um, Olympic gymnastics team, it was composed of, I'm pretty sure it was seven or eight Caucasian female athletes. Mm-hmm. And then if you look at the most recent um, Olympic teams, the 2020, but they competed in 2021, the Olympic team consisted of two African-Americans, one Asian-American, and then two Caucasian athletes. So I just feel like that's really cool to kind of see how over time, while it was a long time, the boundaries are starting to get more broken. Yeah. And there's gonna there's um, beginning to be more diversity through the um, Olympic teams, mm-hmm. and then also for the World Championships, um, the first, second, and third all around scores, so the three highest scores of the entire meet were all three um, African American athletes, that's amazing. and I thought that was really cool because that was the first time in history that's kind of happened. So I feel like that's cool because it's opening. Um, the door for other black athletes and other people of color and people in all sports to kind of see themselves being represented at the top and at the best of the best when before like my role model might have been a Caucasian athlete but now my role model can be someone who I've actually seen go out and win and be the best of the best so I think that is just really cool to kind of highlight on while things might be like slow um in like changing and becoming more diverse it definitely is happening and it's definitely happening more quickly now and
0: that's good that's happening yeah
1: and then another thing that I feel like it's really important is um how much of an impact the coaches can have on a program and on its athletes. Um, Definitely going through the recruiting process, I have heard lots of things about all kinds of coaches, some good, some bad. And you can kind of just see how um, the coaches – education and their willingness to learn and their willingness to talk about the touchy subjects, how it can really impact their athletes. Yeah. And you can just definitely tell a difference in the coaches that value um, educating themselves and value talking about the hard subjects and really um, intertwining um, like diversity into their um, mm-hmm. their athletics and their teams and really empowering all of the people and giving opportunities to everyone. Um, You can just see through their athletes and their success how that is really important. So I just feel like it's important to have those touchy um, subjects, top those touchy (laughs) conversations about the touchy subjects um, with everyone. And definitely at the University of Missouri, they do a great job kind of valuing um, equality and equity for all and just really including everyone and not setting up boundaries. And definitely they do a great job recruiting all types of people, so that gives Um, new types of people um the opportunities Mm -hmm. to be successful and be successful at the top versus just recruiting one type of person yeah
0: and I think that's important too if your coach isn't willing to have a hard subject with you like that's just a red flag in general like nothing changes nothing changes if nothing changes yes so like I think it's amazing that you found that type of you know comfort in Mm -hmm. there and then also you see that they are like willingly trying to recruit and educate their athletes yes um in just many different forms so that's amazing and i'm and thank you for talking about that is there anything else you'd like to
1: say oh yeah i just kind of wanted to highlight on this one um gymnast that i thought it was really cool because Mm -hmm. i had just come across this on tiktok and did a little bit of research so it's definitely new i think there um she started their company in august of 2021 um so it's basically a um a university of minnesota gymnast she was a senior of last year and there's this rule in gymnastics that you have to wear a certain color um you have to wear skin color tape yeah. because you don't want to like draw attention to like your feet or your hands. But there's only one color, so yeah. it was more of a paleish, tannish color. So that didn't apply to all um, athletes. And so it, this lady started this brand called Our Color, and um, it, it's a brand of athletic tape that accommodates for all gymnasts. And I just feel like it's important to show the new um, inclusive tapes and skin tones that kind of allow for all people to be able to wrap up their injuries or yeah. wrap up their ankles and not feel like it's getting directly stared at. So I just thought that was pretty cool. No,
0: I liked that a lot, and the fact that they're being so inclusive. Now, have you purchased this tape? Yes, Oh, I have. do um, you like
1: it? I do. I love it. Okay. It's so much better. And See. it's really quality tape, too. It's yeah. not just, like yeah
0: and also you're supporting a, assuming a black-owned business right yes yes, yes. and that's that's amazing mm-hmm. and i'm i'm just i'm i mean like it just makes me happy to see that like the sports and like the comp- competition world is becoming so inclusive mm-hmm. because i feel like obviously like you said like the first olympic team was like all caucasian and now we have this influx of like african-americans you know we see it all the, throughout the track and field events we see it yes. through all the gymnastics we see it in a bunch of other sports and stuff and I think they're just amazing, and mm-hmm. I really want to thank you again for talking about this because I yeah. know it's a hard top, subject to talk about, but I really wanted to give you your space to just thank talk you. about I your I really stuff. appreciate it. Yeah, so I want to talk about some fun questions. We're gonna try to go really quick with these. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah you're good. What is your favorite movie? My favorite movie would definitely have to be Top Gun. I saw it on oh the gosh. summer and I loved it. Okay, I haven't seen that. I have to try that out. Um, what do you like to do other than sports? Like, I feel like I always just know you as like the gymnast. Like, yeah. you know, what else
1: do you do? Um, I have my own little nail business, so I love <gasps> to do cool. nails
0: and hair and. Of all the beauty, yeah, stuff. that's so fun. Oh yeah. my gosh, I'm gonna have to like hit you up for the nails. Yeah, I got you. Um, if you could travel anywhere, where would you go? Like anywhere right now, where would you go? Trinidad and Tobago, it's where my grandfather's from, and I've always wanted to go there. Oh my gosh, you might put that on your i've never heard of that. I have to look it up. Where is mm-hmm. it? Is it like it's um in like the Jamaican Islands? Oh, okay, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, okay. What is the number one lesson you ever
1: learned as you've grown up? Um, stop putting so much pressure on yourself to please others and just please yourself and be happy with yourself and content. Period.
0: That's all I'm going to say, period. No no more comment. That's amazing.
1: Um, Do you like to watch any other sports, but not necessarily play them? Um, Girls, um, well, all soccer, but specifically women's soccer, because they are insane. They are so aggressive, and it is so fun to watch. It's so fun to watch, and they don't
0: fall down like the boys do. No No, offense to any boys watching, but they don't. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's the favorite thing to do with your family, and what is your favorite thing to do with friends? puzzles
1: with my family um I love doing puzzles we do so many puzzles It's so um, interesting over, like Christmas break and then definitely just kind of going out and getting food with friends maybe going to the mall just yeah, kind of hanging out
0: just hanging out yeah um what advice this is the final question what advice would you give to your younger self
1: <sighs> what advice would I give to my younger self Young definitely. definitely the thing about just being happy and yeah. pleasing yourself and also just the idea that you can have all the talent in the world and not work hard and get nowhere but you could be maybe not as talented and just work your butt off and mm-hmm. become the best of the best so definitely that hard work definitely outweighs talent yeah okay and then this is our last one after talking and stuff
0: how do you feel you know just how have you been today how are you doing yeah. this is a mental health podcast so I want to make sure that
1: you're doing well but even if you're not you can say it but go ahead no I really like this I definitely need this. Okay, good. This Okay week i've kind of just been like go 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 yeah and so this was really nice just, to just kind of to talk calm it. down and talk yeah. It out. yeah yeah so i really enjoyed this and i think this is really cool and i really thank you and appreciate you for having me oh my on god here. literally and it's my privilege like mm-hmm. you were amazing all
0: right thank you everybody for listening thank you kennedy yeah, um i appreciate you. it so much and um yeah that's, that's it have a great what day yeah. Yeah. yeah okay <laughs> thank you all for listening to this week's podcast episode i hope it helped those dealing with injuries burnout and longevity in sport I want to give Kennedy a special thank you for not only allowing me to interview her, but also being vulnerable and willing to talk for the Black community this February. I hope you all have a great rest of your day, night, morning. Um, Love you all, and take Kennedy's words of wisdom and use them to motivate you to not only stay strong through struggles, but also make the sports community a place where everyone feels welcome and safe. Have a great day, everyone. Right now, I'm with Anthony Sprons, and I'm going to ask him if he's ever felt pressured to look a certain way in his
2: sport. So, yeah, I've definitely felt pressured before. Um, when we first kind of, like, everybody from different teams started, like, becoming friends, when we first all became friends, like, a lot of them were, like, way better than me, and I really wanted to, like, just to look good. So I'd go out there and just act like I was, like, way overconfident, and that did a lot to me because every time I'd fail in a race or in any, like, physical workout or anything, I'd feel, like, less of myself because it just wasn't good for me and whatnot and I just like I don't know it like really ruined my sophomore track season because I just became friends with all these kids and I just really wanted to impress them mm-hmm. and right right when I started trying to impress them just everything went like downhill and like I ended up getting hurt and dealing with a lot of um just physical and mental like pain and it was wasn't good
0: yeah Well, I'm glad that you're in a better place now, at least.
2: Yeah, 100%. Because I'm still friends with all those kids, but I feel like I don't have to prove myself anymore because I I think they just like me whether I'm good or not. Yeah. And I think that's the best part about it.
0: Yeah. And you enjoy your sport, too, not for, like, yeah. 100%. All right. That's great. I'm glad you – thank you for letting me interview you. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah, have a great one.
2: Yep.